and he promises to, to provide for us. And like the loaves and fishes, when God provides, there's always enough. And then there's some left over. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Have you guys heard about the man who was looking up at the sky and decided he would talk to God? So he asked, God, how long is a million years? Well, God answered, in my frame of reference, it's about a minute. So then the man asked, well, God, how much is a million dollars? And God replied, well, to me, it's a penny. Then the man asked, God, can I have a penny? (laughs) And God says, sure, in a minute. I have a good word for you this morning. Here it is. Jesus is in the boat. That's it. Now I want you to know that I studied hard this week to come up with that breakthrough revelation. It was kind of strange, but in the Gospels, there's this little subplot that is mentioned several times that caught my attention, and it was when Jesus was starting to hit his stride in his ministry, and throngs of people were coming from everywhere to see him and to touch him and to witnessed the many miracles he was performing. And it was during this short span of time that he performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000. He took uh, a few morsels of food, and then he multiplied it exponentially to feed everyone. And then, shortly after that, he fed another 4,000 people the very same way. Then, getting to the point of my story, Jesus gets in a boat with the disciples and heads out across the water. Now, while they're rowing or sailing or whatever they did back then, I'm not sure. But Jesus picks up on the fact that the disciples had discovered that they forgot to bring any food for their trip. In fact, they only had one loaf of bread. And they were talking about it. So Jesus uses their concern over the lack of bread to warn them, in an analogy using bread, of something more important. But... The disciples didn't get it. Instead, the disciples thought that Jesus was upset because they forgot the food. Now, now now that I've set this up, Jesus is getting really frustrated with these guys. And from reading a number of translations of this, I'm going to paraphrase his response. But it had to be something like this. He said, you have got to be kidding have you guys heard nothing that I've said in the last few days? Have your eyes seen nothing that I've done? Were you even there when I fed the 5,000? And how many baskets were left over? And the disciples said, 12, Lord. And Jesus says, when I fed the 4,000, how many baskets were left over then? And they answered, well, there were seven. And then Jesus says, and you guys really think that I'm worried about having enough bread. You can just see Jesus shaking his head in frustration. 
Now, there is a powerful message for us in this story because as ridiculous as it seems that these disciples who had witnessed countless miracles over the past weeks, to think that they were actually worried about the lack of bread, the truth is we are guilty of doing the very same thing today. But let me ask you something. Is there any one of us who can count how many times that we've had the miraculous touch of God on our lives? I mean, how how many of us have been saved by the unexplainable grace of God? How many of us have felt the touch of healing in our body? Has anybody ever, has God ever intervened on your behalf in an impossible situation? Am I talking to anybody here? Who hasn't witnessed his miraculous, saving, healing, supernatural presence? I mean, how many miracles should it take for us to believe? And yet, when our resources get low, we are so capable of doubting and filling up with fear over what's going to happen to us. And when we do that, we can actually frustrate the Lord just like the disciples did. Well, the story went on, but the the disciples ultimately got what Jesus was talking about. And they, of course, became remarkable testaments to the faith. But I still don't want to be like they were that day on the water. Because, you see, all they needed, and all we ever need, is to know that Jesus is in the boat. And he thrives on our dependence. He even demands it of us. And he promises to, to provide for us. And like the loaves and fishes, when God provides, there's always enough. And then there's some left over. You see, God has a purpose behind our every problem. And sometimes you never know that God is all you need until God is all you've got. So the next time you feel you're down to your last loaf... That's not the time to worry, but that's the time to expect a God moment because, remember, Jesus is in the boat. Did you know that money can actually become a monster in your life? Tune in to learn how to become a good master of your money so it doesn't become a monster. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. It's great to see everybody here today. Good morning. Are you happy today? Well, praise the Lord. I want to talk to you about your money 
for a minute. And I don't want to get too personal, but I want to ask you a question. Did you know that you are the master of your money? And the question is, what kind of money master are you? You see, your money is one of those things in life that you make decisions about. Just like you're responsible for what comes out of your mouth, what you say. The word is very clear about that. It says there's great power in the tongue and it can minister life or death. Well, money falls into this same category. You may not decide how much you get, but you get to decide what to do with it. The problem is many of us don't really get this concept. We get that we are accountable for what we say and for our actions. But many times we don't believe we have control over our money. We just think about the rent or the car payment, the kids, the credit cards, the school loan. And we go and we categorize money in this totally different place where there's a sense of hopelessness. Like it's out of our hands. Like it's the last thing in the world we have any control of. And if you've ever felt that way, like I have, or if you feel that way right now, I want you to know something. It's time to change that line of thinking about money because you are the master of your money and you are the only one who can decide to become a good one. I have three little things for you to remember that will help you become a good master of your money and I need to listen to these things as much as you do. The first thing is to consider all your money whether it's a little or a lot, God's money. It's God's money because it is. We all know the scripture about God saying, remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability to create wealth. And that means that God isn't just wealthy. He's the source of wealth. And for the record, that scripture doesn't just mean he gives you the ability to earn a paycheck and make ends meet. The word wealth means an abundance of resources. So the Lord gives us the ability to create an abundance of resources. And when we consider all our money is really God's money, then we'll make all our financial decisions with a kingdom perspective and not just our own. So the second thing to remember is this. We have to have faith to tithe and to give. Giving in obedience was never meant to be comfortable or easy. But when we tithe and when we give, we demonstrate in a tangible way to the Lord that we prioritize him and others above ourselves. And that discipline exhibits the character of a good master over money. And then, when we can stand like the Apostle Paul and say, I am ready for anything, 
through the strength of the Lord who lives in me. And the last thing to remember to become a better master of your money is to simply make sure that Christ is the master of your life. Because he will give you the wisdom. He will give you the courage to master your money. And the word says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Now you've heard me say before a few times that money can actually become a monster in your life. But God's purpose for money is not that we, is, God's purpose for money is that we become a good master of it. And not to mischaracterize money as something that we just never have control of. Because God wants us to master our money. And with the Lord's help and patience, we will. In Jesus' name. Where is your faith today? Do you have a mountain that needs moving in your life? Coming up, you just need a little faith to see big miracles in your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim, at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code CHRISTIANRADIO and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. There were two buddies, Chris and John. They were two of the biggest baseball fans in America. Their entire adult life, they never tired of discussing baseball history and statistics together. They even agreed that whoever died first would try to come back and tell the other if there was baseball in heaven. One summer night, Chris passed away in his sleep after watching the Ranger victory earlier in the evening, which in itself was a surprise. (laughs) Well, Chris died happy. A few nights later, his buddy John awoke to the sound of Chris's voice from beyond. Chris, is that you, John asked? It's me, Chris replied. This is unbelievable, John exclaimed. "So, So tell me, is there baseball in heaven? Well, I have some good news and some bad news for you. Which do you want to hear first? Let's hear the good news. Well, the good news is, yes, there is baseball in heaven, John. Oh, man, that's great. So what could possibly be the bad news? You're pitching tomorrow night.
Okay. All right, I want, to, I want to encourage some people this morning by telling you that you can have more faith. And did you know that to have faith, sometimes you have to go against your natural instincts to what seems normal and what seems logical. If you remember the story when Jesus asked the disciples to take a boat ride with him to the other side of the lake. And as soon as they started, the Lord went back and took a nap. And while he was sleeping, a big storm came up and the disciples had to wake him up. They said, Master, we're going to drown out here. And the Lord got up and he probably yawned. And the word says he rebuked the storm. And immediately the wind stopped and the water became calm. And then he said, where is your faith? Well, years ago, I witnessed an amazing thing while watching a high school basketball game. The game was very close. There was one second left and a player got fouled. His team was two points behind, so he was awarded two free throws. He made the first one. So the next one would would tie the game if he made it. Everybody held their breath while he shot the ball. Well, the ball hit the front of the rim and then rolled around the rim a few times and then miraculously came to rest on the flat part of the rim and just sat there. Well, everyone was in shock. The referees were completely stumped. They didn't know what to do. Finally, after about 15 minutes, they decided to get to take the ball down and give the, the kid another shot. And he was so messed up by that time over the, all the events that he missed it badly and they lost the game. Now, if you don't know anything about basketball, you wouldn't find that story all that interesting. So what? The ball stopped on the back of the rim. But if you ever played basketball, you would know what a once-in-a-lifetime thing that event was because you know you could stand right under the basket for a year shooting the basketball and and you couldn't make it do that let alone expect it to do it at a crucial point of a basketball game well you see several of the disciples out on the boat with Jesus that day were fishermen and they knew the sea and they knew what a life-threatening storm was so when it hit they immediately reacted from their experience in that situation. And they feared for their lives because of their knowledge of the sea. And when this happened, the disciples had already witnessed many miracles. And here they were traveling with what they already knew was was God walking around in a man's body. And yet it never occurred to them to believe that the Lord would not let anything happen to them. We have several other accounts of how the Lord got aggravated with the disciples when they got distracted and reverted back to their their natural instincts. Once a man brought his demon-possessed son to Jesus and told him that he had already taken his son to the disciples, but they couldn't heal him. And when Jesus heard this, he, he railed on the disciples, telling them that they were unbelievers and that he just didn't know how long he could put up with them. He had the boy come and he healed him right away. And when the the disciples asked the Lord, why could we not heal the boy? He said, because 
you have so little faith. And, and, then, and, and then he said what, what we all know is very familiar. He said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move. And it will move from here to there. And nothing will be impossible for you. You know, sometimes we're just as guilty as the disciples were. We let our own experience and our own expertise blind us from the creative ways God wants to work in our lives. See, because I played basketball, I I would never have believed that a basketball would come to rest on a goal during a basketball game. And the disciples couldn't have faith in the middle of the night, in the middle of a storm, because they were still thinking like fishermen. If we're going to trust in God, we have to let God be God. And to do that means we have to put aside all we know about how we think things should work, especially when we're in a storm. The Word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. You know, we have to realize that the Lord knows what he's doing. Did it ever occur to you that the same person who calmed the wind and the sea with a single word was probably the same person who started the storm in the first place? Just to teach the disciples to have a little faith? Where's your faith today? Do you have a mountain that needs moving in your life? You just need a little faith to see big miracles in your life. Just a little faith. And then get out of the way and let God be God. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484.